Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another conversation here on the Film the Hunt podcast. I am your host, Jordan Suzowitz, and we are on episode number seven already. Now, if you're a listener of the podcast or new to the podcast and film your hunts or looking to start to film your hunts, make sure you check out filmthehunt.com because it is your leader in outdoor video education and has a great reputation in the outdoor industry when it comes to hiring students from Film the Hunt. And past students have filmed for Drury Outdoors, Michael Waddell, and other large names in the outdoor industry. So if you're looking to make this a full-time career or if you're looking just to better your hobby, Film the Hunt has on-site courses as well as a brand new launched online course. So you're going to want to make sure you head over to filmthehunt.com and you'll be able to see all of the information there. And today I sit down with one of the co-founders of Film the Hunt and his name is Nick Ventura and we get an in-depth background look in how he started filming his hunts and actually how he bought his first camera. And then we also talk about how producing in the outdoor industry can lead you to possibly going on a bucket list hunt. And then at the end of the conversation, we invite Mrs. Ventura on the podcast to get some advice for any of the significant others out there wondering how this crazy lifestyle works. But before we get into that, I want to talk about a couple things, and that's some gear that I've used and want to recommend to you, as well as a new product that just launched. And both of these products you'll be able to find at bedfords.com. And the first product that I'm going to talk about is the Sigma 85 F14 Art Lens. This thing is rock solid. It is probably one of my favorite lenses out there. And, and right now, Bedford's is running a deal on all Sigma lenses. So this is one of my favorites and it's just a super, super sharp lens. And it's something that you're definitely gonna wanna check out. And then the new product launch uh, is the new DGI Mavic Air 2. This thing has some crazy specs on it and insanely affordable. It's amazing how uh, drones have become really affordable these days. Uh, and you can find both of these products at bedfords.com. And if you wanna save even more, money uh, you can use the film the hunt discount code at checkout and you can save five percent on gear and accessories now let's jump into the conversation today with nick ventura well uh we are back again for another film the hunt podcast and i'm sitting down uh with my great friend nick ventura um not only uh, a co-worker but a great golfing buddy now uh, nick has a, a talent that i didn't know about uh, that we discovered last year that uh he can outdrive me uh there's not many people that can outdrive me so that's what all i could do better than <laughs> the golf course though <laughs> no we uh we played the other day what was it uh 39 degrees 40 degrees or something like that yeah, it, was, it was cold but yeah, uh we're getting uh, after it too, yeah really. we were excited uh, but I'm excited to have this conversation with you today because uh, there's probably a lot of people that listen to this podcast that really don't know your your background um, and, and, you know, with your beard and everything, you definitely look like a, a, a you know, a mature uh, <laughs> professional <laughs> hunter. No, <laughs> but uh, you're still relatively young, uh, yeah. you know, which is, is crazy because you've done super well for yourself, um, you know, thus far in your life and and made a career change early on mm -hmm. um so kind of tell me a little bit about your you know your background and uh you know you can you know from high school to you know jumping into college and where you, where you went from there yeah it's always you know people have asked the question like how'd you get started it's always so tough to answer because there's never like a to me a defining moment you know like mm -hmm. some people have like that that time or that groundbreaking thing where they said like now is the time and i never really felt like i had it i was just a progression of things but in high school you know obviously i was a diehard hunter yeah. you know i would 
I didn't know a lot about hunting, but I was fortunate enough to just uh, learn by myself. You know, my dad taught me the necessities, but he was really good at just letting me make my own mistakes, you know. Right on. So I would, if I would go to school almost every day and I'd come home and if the wind was wrong to hunt white-tailed deer with the bow, I'd go hunt geese. But I wouldn't hunt geese at a different farm. I'd hunt at the same farm. So I'd still be out there thinking, if I'm not hunting those deer, even though I'm uh, you know, a hundred yards away that I'm, I'm doing better. So it was funny cause I'd hunt every day and I just, yeah. you know, yeah. by the time the rut happened with that spot was just so burned out, but yeah. I'd hunt every day. Yeah. And then, um, you know, going to school, going to college, I played, I played baseball in college and I went to school in Rochester, a couple nice. of different schools. Actually, I transferred after my sophomore year, but I, you know, I, I would hunt in college, but I wouldn't do it as much, um, just cause of time and, you know, there's fall ball and it was more mm-hmm. intense. Mm-hmm. But I got a, one of, when I was, I think my junior year, I got a student loan um, and I got the check. This is when I first started getting the checks personally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it was funny because I was an accounting major and that's what I got my degree in, but I used one of the checks to buy a camera. Yeah. But looking back now, yeah. it was so, so stupid, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but my, my dad, um, you know, my dad was not happy with me and I, I don't know if he... I forget how it did. I don't know if I sent it to a friend's house, you know, but I'd, I'd yeah. buy camera gear. You know, now it's so minimal, but like back then it was such a, yeah. you know, it's a big investment. It is. And uh, so that's kind of, that was the first start when I started filming my hunts. I don't know why I started. I think it was just because, you know, everyone always tells these tall tales of what they saw, what they didn't see, yeah. and, you know, and it was, it was in that those years of when it was super popular. So mm-hmm. it was like, I wanted to jump on that bandwagon and just see what I could do. Yeah. And yep. that's kind of where, so I guess I say juniors when I started getting serious into it, you know, we had camp, you know, little camcorders at the house and stuff that we'd yeah. use, but it was never, you were never getting stories or trying to get anything. It was, it was always, you, you had no idea if this was 720 or 1080, you know, that stuff was just, I had no idea what I was doing, Yeah, but yeah, so, was, so we, was your there and and I, I, I don't want anyone to say I'm guilty for it as well too but my main objective when I started out was just try to get the kill on film yeah you know yeah. and then, then it's like well now I got a kill it's a, and not having an understanding of like well I got a whole story I need to put together about this <laughs> yeah I don't know what yeah I mean that's I yeah I guess I'm trying to think back if, if there was ever that breaking point where it was like now I start building a storyline and mm-hmm. instead of just getting the kill on film but I think for years it was just you know even when I was before my college years just if I can get a kill you know you do the you do the pre-hunt interview that was always a given yeah. you know if you didn't do a pre-interview you might as well not have been out there <laughs> yeah. so you know I had you know 50 pre-hunt interviews from the season <laughs> when you would kill shot and then i'd have your yeah. post interviews you always felt like you had to close out the hunt even if it was dark like you, right. you know people wouldn't figure it out even though nobody was watching it yeah you know but yeah i guess that started and then there was it was there was a really cool time frame and i'm trying to think of the you know if it must have been probably still in college i guess when my dad started to accept it mm-hmm. and once he got once he got over the fact that i you know bought the camera and all that stuff yeah. he would go out and I'd make him film me I, I'd film him too it wasn't just a nice that he would film me and you know he would drift off all the time with filming stuff and, but we had <laughs> we had a lot of fun he filmed you know he, he would always he'd always have the little LCD screen and the buck would sit on it be like oh you gotta shoot that one that one's you know and yeah. it was always we're never on the same page it was always fun though because he'd always get so excited just to yeah. get something on film but yeah yeah it was 
it was cool. And of course, there's always those hunts as a kid. You're like, man, if I just film that, you yeah. know, and you, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just the kind of that stuff. That's just the way it goes, I guess. But so, uh, county major, um, you know, through college, obviously, I mean, yeah, you were playing baseball, got your mm-hmm. degree. Um, did you get a job in the accounting field right off, right off, you know, right off the bat? Yeah. So when I was in, I don't know, my junior year at, in Rochester, I wanted, I, I realized, or I say I realized at that point in time, I thought I wanted to be work for the FBI, work for the government. Oh, nice. So money laundering, that stuff, that was, that was an easy way to become, you know, I thought special agent just sounded cool. So that's kind of what I set my sights on at right that on. point in time. So I got my degree in accounting from RIT and I went to grad school to get my uh, master's degree in forensics accounting. So people stealing money, all that stuff. Okay. I was, at that point in time, I was... I knew, you know, how to, how people w- would hide money, how to find it, what they were doing at this yeah. point. You know, I, I struggled now to figure that stuff out. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But at that point in time, I was, I was fairly good at it. So I, once I got my degree, how the FBI worked back then, I'm not sure if that still is. You had to have your CPA mm-hmm. and then you had to have two years. I think it was two years as an accountant. So my first thing was to get a job as an accountant, whether it was a CPA firm or, you know, wherever. I got it at a manufacturing facility as a cost accountant. So I'd go in and say, you know, it, it that Corona, you're selling it for $2 at, you know, after all the calculations from a cost accountant, it would take, mm-hmm. you know, 98 cents to make that bottle between labor and materials and, you know, all that stuff. So in a nutshell, that was what I did for a couple of years after college. Yeah. Before I made that leap, I guess you could say. So what was that? that turning point for you to make that leap obviously you were continuing to film your hunts and everything i mean were you doing research on the internet like man how do i get more engaged into filming my hunts how do i learn more or you know or am i just going to go out and start a tv show yeah i mean and i I still am but i was always stubborn on the fact that i thought i could just figure it out myself yeah so i'd look up certain tactics but i would I'd film and, you know, I'd get more creative. I'd try to, you know, I learned the editing program. So I'd try to figure out ways to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I really just started doing the whole pro staff thing and, you know, going to trade shows, meeting people. You know, I always, I say, I, we always preach networking is such a huge thing. Yeah. And obviously you've, you've reaped the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. But so I'd go to as many trade shows as I can. I would, you know, have these videos I'd show in a reel and, um, and that was kind of how I started doing it is I started getting pro staff. And then where Tom came in was I started to um, work trade shows for a couple of companies local in New York. And then I would, I met Campbell cameras, you know, through Tom. And then I started going mm-hmm. to trade shows and, you know, doing that whole thing with Tom. Um, and that was where I started to make a little money. And then I started to do the freelance for other TV shows. Right on. And that was at that point in time where I thought I, um, I got real confident, you know, too confident thinking I knew everything. And I was, you know, I started getting these gigs and these jobs and, you know, these freelance jobs. And I remember the first trip, the first real eye opening trip for me was I went to Arizona mm-hmm. with a guy named Steve Finch. And yeah, he absolutely. was, yeah, yeah. You know who he yeah, is or you, yeah. any, anybody that films probably knows if they don't, they should know who he was. He's an old school real tree guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, when I got out there, I, I quickly learned that I had no idea what I was doing and he taught me and he was super helpful. And, you know, yeah. he wasn't, 
angry with me, but you know, he easily could have been like, you know, white balancer stuff that I just, I didn't quite know what I was doing. And I was filming for a television show at that point. Yeah. So I learned a lot from him in a short amount of time. And, um, and then I just, you know, repetition of filming shows and getting yelled at and doing it wrong and then doing some things right and capitalizing. So I remember that was when, and that was a few years it was right as the A7S came out, the Mark One. Oh I wow! Remember I was, and I and I'm speculating, but I remember them saying like I was one of the first guys to when they had it. Steve was like, "We don't know what this is about, but apparently it's supposed to be the next best thing." Yeah, I remember. And it's I'm kind of aging myself to when <laughs> I started like figuring it out. That's, but that's cool though. Yeah, and I mean, and now that's still the benchmark. Yeah, you know that series, but it was cool. It was like we're like, oh, it's got slow mo. We think, you know, we shoot it and it's like oh no that's in 720 you know there's all these things we're trying to figure out yeah and now it's you know it's come so far but back then it was you know everyone had these camcorders and me and steve had these little you know these little boxy yeah it was like that was groundbreaking because nobody was filming slrs back then i mean it was a tool but yeah that was really as far as it you know as far as it went so that was a i'd say that was probably like the most eye-opening thing and then eventually it just um you know, it just got further and further. I met another um, helpful person. It was Tim Burnett, solo hunter. Yeah. At a trade show. And he was uh, super, you know, he's a very good mentor mm-hmm. to me. Um, probably one of the best, honestly. I mean, still to this day, I could call him. He would, you know, he would he would help me no matter what. He's yeah. just an awesome person. And there was yep. a an editing job that we were at a trade show together. Actually, you know, Tom was there as well mm-hmm. doing his thing. And these guys came up to us and, you know, they had, they had this reel, um, for a show they want to start. They wanted Tim to produce it. And Tim's like, oh, you know, I, I don't have the time. Um, but maybe, so he, I was there and I was just kind of talking to him and he said, look at this. And I looked at it and he's like, what would you do differently? And I, I forget what I said. It was, you know, it's like yeah. maybe all oh, less animals it needs more B roll. It needs to, you know, tell a story and you need to focus on this. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, you get it. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I don't think I do, but maybe I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, they wanted him to produce the show and he basically said, no, I'm not going to do it, but Nick will do it for you. And it kind of gave me that job. Really? And that was, that was around the time I started to think, okay, I could, maybe I can make money. So I, you know, I was getting paid X per episode. Yeah. Yep. Still doing the a full-time accounting thing. So I'd, oh, I'd wow. go to work all day and I'd come home and I would, you know, go up in my room at my parents' house yeah, and yeah. I'd, I'd edit for four or five hours, you know, and I'd meet deadlines. I was, it was tough, but I was figuring it out. Yeah. Um, and then I was still doing freelance. So at this point I was doing full-time accounting. I would freelance. I would take vacation time to freelance for other TV shows. And I would edit this show right you on. Know, the whole time. Yeah. And then at that point in time, I had so much energy. It's like, now I feel like it's, it sounds exhausting, <laughs> but it, back then it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I was just taking too much vacation to do this. So I eventually just made the full, the full leap and said, you know, screw it. Let's, let's try it. Yeah. And, yeah. My, you know, my dad and everybody was very supportive. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, and they always said, you could always go back to this. Right. You know, the accounting. Yep. And so I was yeah. like, yeah. So I think it was, it was, I put my two weeks in like, you know, within days I had a trip planned to Alaska for like 30 days. Oh, wow. So I was, you know, I 
Okay, put my two weeks and they were super supportive. And then I right on. flew to Alaska for 30 days. And it's crazy. Yeah. And that was kind of, that was kind of it. Yeah. So what'd you film out in Alaska? Uh, moose hunt. Really? Mm-hmm. What time of year was it? Uh, I want to say, I want to say September, October. Okay. I, I'm trying to think of when the seasons are out there. I, I know there's some funky things with the brown birds, like, you know, in spring, yeah. it switches to fall, but I want to say mm-hmm. it was that September, October time frame. Right on. Yeah. So in, you know, being, uh, or I shouldn't say being, but filming and going to Alaska, obviously it requires some sort of physical condition, uh, yeah. and working. Are you looking at the, me now saying he no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but not being able to train. Yeah. You know, like yeah. how'd you handle it? Well, you gotta think I was coming off of playing college ball. True. So I, I guess. Was, yeah. At that yeah. point in time, yeah. I was, yeah. And yeah. you know, just like all these kids that come work for us now, you know, they're they're yeah, twenty one, twenty two. It's like there's yeah. no elevation thing out there. It's, it's a really a physical, it's yeah. a mental thing. Yeah, I know we always preach that, but it it really is. So, um, yeah, it was just you know, because I know, like for, even for myself now, it's like, oh yeah, you, know, you have to be yeah mentally mm-hmm. prepared, but then physically because it's such a long season. Yeah, that you can't really afford to get sick or, or be run down or anything like that because it's such a gruesome season. Yeah. The ton. And I know you, you, you were in Alaska for a little while. So, you yeah, know, like yeah. the tundra and that whole scene, it's, it's more of a, a mental thing because it's yeah. just like you get physically exhausted, mm-hmm. but it's mostly cause of the long days and that stuff. But it's like, it was always the tundra, like things pulling against you. Yeah. Whereas like you go to Montana and chase elk, it's like, it's running and gunning and it's elevation yeah. and you're, it's just, it's just different. Cause it's like you, you see guys out there and, and the guides that I was great friends with uh-huh. were not in the best of shape. You know, as far as like you looked at them, they're not like, they're not like these little mountain men, like you see out West, you know, yeah. they were like, some of these guys were burly guys. Like I look like now, you know, <laughs> no, no. but they would, I mean, they could pack a ton and they would get to the spots they need to get to and they knew what to do. And, and that was, that was what Alaska was when I witnessed it back then. It was full of guys that were just, just tough, tough dudes, yeah. you know, and not so much these guys that are just like physically fit. If right. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. Well, and I think too, like obviously if people are adapted to those conditions, their muscles and everything are geared mm-hmm. to work through that condition, Yeah. you know, for us that live out here in the Midwest and then we go <laughs> jump into Montana, it's just like, well, son of a gun, three days in, we still suck at wind. Yeah. Can't it's, <laughs> yeah. It's different. I was, they always joke too, because when they, when they would leave and come back, the, you know, the, like most out, Alaska outfits, the, um, the owner was also the pilot. So he was always construed the really? way. So he, you know, crack jokes like, Oh, I see Jordan, you know, miss any meals while you're gone, you know, because <laughs> all he cares about is how much fuel he's got. He used to get, you know, yeah. us to the next spot. But, yeah. 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 So once you took that leap, then, I mean, obviously then, yeah, you partnered up with Tom mm-hmm. and then you guys started the outdoor media group with Jerry, correct? Yeah. yeah with Jerry. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's, yeah, it's a long story, but it's it's not. In a nutshell, we, you know, Tom and I were approached by somebody to have this idea to start a TV show revolving around Film the Hunt, or, you know, now we call it Film the Hunt. Yeah. And um, right before we're about to air, that 
silent partner, we'll call it, mm-hmm. couldn't do it. You know, he's going through some family things, so he had to back out, which we understood. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom had done a couple of schools at the Bearded Buck, oh. and Jerry was looking to start a show. And so it was just it was really perfect timing because he was looking to start a show, didn't quite know where to start, you know, yeah. and what to do, essentially. Yep. But um, so it was perfect timing because we kind of – we had some of the networking didn't really know what to do, you know, as, as you know, like most people do thought we did, but we, we truly didn't, you yeah. know, so it was perfect. Cause Jerry kind of partnered with us. We started the outro media group and we got buried buck off the ground. We got, you know, our show off the ground and yeah. we're both still doing it. And it's crazy too. Cause you look at the shows, there's not a lot of shows starting around that time from they're still doing it. Right. You know, so because yeah, you guys are year, this is year six, correct? Yeah, year five or year six. We may have just completed season five. I think we're in season three of become one. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's I'm five sure. or six. Yeah, it's it's. I think we finished. I think we're done with five. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Which is crazy. That's they say that's the that's the goal is once you can reach you know year five, then yeah, you know, uh, yeah somewhat say you've made it but then obviously it's there's still the daily grind of you know continue to stay afloat but yeah um, exactly man what is uh when you were freelancing by yourself what were some of the things that you looked forward to um man that was for a little while i was going on just these crazy elaborate hunts i was filming like political people really like you know like the governor of california i mean just random things like sheep hunts guys that would buy the tag you know the the uh how would they call it is it the governor tag yeah the governor tag the yeah sheep? absolutely yeah. so it was i was i was going on these elaborate hunts and it almost ruined me for a while because i'd go film these hunts and i'd come back to new york and i'd be like i want yeah go shoot a white tail you know yeah. i just watch this guy shoot a, a brown bear or i just watch this guy you know shoot a sheep and you know it was it, it, it almost ruined hunting a little bit for me because it was such a i was filming so many of these high dollar hunts that yeah. it was Still, still unattainable to me. I mean, elk a little bit and stuff like that, but I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, you know, uh, for me, it's always been, you know, coming from a blue collar middle-class family. It's like, man, these are great opportunities to go on these crazy hunts that you dream of Mm -hmm. and you get to (laughs) get to do it. Well, I think one of the, I don't know if you want to call it the saddest hunts I filmed, but there was this guy that was in his eighties and he was always trying to draw this, um, this tag and in, mm-hmm. in the Missouri breaks, the sheep tag and it was the coveted tag. And yeah. he finally drew it after all these years. And he was, you know, he was at his final years of hunting mm-hmm. and it was, he'd wanted this thing for so long and I filmed the hunt and it was, it was almost a letdown because he couldn't do what he wanted to do. You know, it's like he had, he had wasted all these preference points trying to get this tag that he wanted for so long that he, he physically couldn't keep up. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't because he wasn't in shape. It was because, you know, it was, he was, he was so old. He was at the end of his, you know, his body just couldn't handle yeah. the elevation, all this stuff. So it was yeah. at that point I was like, you know, I don't need to, I've always, the sheep hunting's always been so cool, but I was like, I don't need to waste preference points or doing things that I may never get to. Cause I mean, there's a chance that he may never draw on that tag. So he was super thankful, but it was, yeah. it's almost like, man, you could have hunted a, a less appealing unit 10 years ago you yeah. told me how long it took him to draw the tag and it was that's crazy and i was you know it's just like wow but at what point do you one more try one more you know yeah. so that's yeah. kind of where he was at and yep. he ended up shooting a sheep but it wasn't what he wanted it wasn't 
you know, for that area, it wasn't nothing special. Yeah. But yeah, you know, super like eye opening, like, yeah, at some point in time, your hunting is going to end and you're going to, yeah. you know, you may be stuck with not, you know, getting your bucket list hunts or, or if you're lucky you have. So it's, I think I've always been trying to set a realistic goal of what I want to hunt and, you know, yeah. and harvest and, you know, try to get those while I'm young because at some point, you know, someday I won't be able to do. And I, I even like the sheep hunting, I don't know if I could do a sheep hunt now. I, you know, I, I did a, a bunch of them and it was, they're tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I couldn't, I feel like I could get, I get prepared for it, but it's, it's there. There's nothing fun about the hiking and the med, yeah. the physical side. It's yeah. the process is fun, but man, they're, they're just difficult. It's like, it's, it's Montana elk hunting times 10. Yeah. You know, that's what I hear. Um, yeah, it's just, I think, uh, foot. Yeah. Foot filmed one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and didn't he say something like his boots like broke, broke apart or, or something like that? Like he yep. had trouble with his feet. Yeah. Blisters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's just like an everyday occurrence. Like, you know, those sheep hunters are just like, oh yeah, that's normal. You know, yeah. Yeah. they're a different breed. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Especially the guys that do it like, you know go for a week and then come back and then just pick up the next guy and go again. Yeah. Yeah. They don't quit. Yeah. You gotta love it. But you know, going back to it, like their bodies are accustomed to it. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you look forward to in the future now that, you know, obviously you're not freelancing now, you, you know, you're full time become one, mm-hmm. you know, outdoor media group and you guys are, you know, producing what, five shows, including yours. Uh, I think four, four, Pure hunting, bearded buck. Yeah. In the high country. Yeah. Become one. And a little bit with headhunters. So yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. oh, right we on, got yeah. our hands in five. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So you're, you guys are busy. Yeah. 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 Crazy busy. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you look at? What are you looking forward to in the future? Uh, as far as a production or hunting or. Yeah. Well, let's do both. Yeah. Uh, production wise. I mean, uh, what do you want to. Production wise, I think I love, uh, I'd like to get more and I know we've always produced our episodes in a, you know, in a film like way, but I'd like to get mm-hmm. more into that film stuff. Um, as far as telling stories without, without a time constraint or certain things or without guidelines, I'd like to get yeah. more into some of those, you know, just simple feature stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still love the commercial work like that stuff. Like, you know, the Badlands thing we're working on now, like that stuff is just, it's just fun. Cause it's yeah. just, there's a message, there's a goal and then trying to reach it. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. episode stuff I, I always love, but that's, that comes down to the hunting and the stories. You know, those things are always there. I'm always looking for yeah something different and new. And I think from the production standpoint, that's where my mind's at right now. Right on, man. Yeah. And it kind of thing just popped in my head is I don't think a lot of people realize, I think outdoor television is the only network that you have to pay to be on tv yeah yeah it's crazy yeah it sucks yeah well yeah <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of people out there that just think they well i'm gonna have a tv show and, yeah and and it's super hard i don't know there's 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 definitely negatives to it but the, i think the benefits too are is that we build those relationships with those partners right versus not having those relationships at all you mm-hmm. know if it wasn't for our production stuff outside of the show it we would still do it, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be what it is, yeah. you know, because we need to produce the films for Onyx. We need to, you know, do commercial work for pictures for, you know, yeah. another brand. So I guess 
In that sense, I like it. If I was just the TV show without that side, it would be stressful because, you know, if, you know, Billy over there in the corner is the network guy and he's like, oh, you know, we sold a couple of commercial spots to Ram, you know, good for us. Doesn't affect you at all because we're paying you for the show. But at any point in time, they could say, oh, sorry, it's not working. You know, you're done. Yeah. At least now there's a little bit. The you know it's a little bit in our hands. Yeah, um, yeah. I still wish it wasn't the way it is, but I guess if there's you know that's the glass is half full type of mentality yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. If there is one, well, mine's getting half full. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, um, but yeah, I know Mrs. Uh, Ventura is uh, sitting in listening to us. Uh, we're gonna yeah. send an open invitation if she'd like to join in and give us a um, significant other point of view. Test one, two. Oh, there she Ooh, is. I yeah. can hear myself. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You don't like it. I don't like it. We'll keep it short. Um, so, yeah, so we were just talking and it's crazy because a lot of people don't know that, you know. I'm married. That are married, or even if they have, yeah. Why don't well, people know you're married? No, he's saying it. No, let no, Jordan, let Jordan do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is the amount of travel and late days, and and you know, just it takes someone very special like you and you know my wife and Melissa to be able to support the lifestyle that we live. So, um, so thank you for for you're welcome uh, <laughs> allowing the bearded glorious nick ventura to come out with us yeah. uh, no but i i guess kind of want to get your point of view of what it's like to i guess be with someone that lives this daily lifestyle if that's not too hard of, or uh deep of a question i mean it's definitely not easy yeah um the travel is hard especially september in montana yeah um but i think when we got together, he was already doing this. Yeah. So I already knew what I was getting into. So I'd like to hear what Amy thinks about, yeah. you know, yeah. you traveling yeah, now. Yeah, she's and a little different, I guess. I know Melissa has def- different feelings than I do about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it, so I guess, do you, do you and Melissa do a lot of things together while like the guys are out? We do. We try to get together because it makes the time go by a little faster. Yeah. Of course, Brielle is older now, so yeah. she's got a lot going on. Yeah. So it makes the time pass for them. Yeah. What, uh, if for someone that would be listening to a podcast that might have like a boyfriend or a fiance or, or a husband that's looking to potentially do this, what kind of advice could you give someone that um, wants to live this lifestyle? Communicate. Definitely communicate she's, with the traveling. She clears after she says that. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten so much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have but a joint calendar now because it's, I just forget yeah. to, you know, and it's not that I don't want to tell her. It's just when I come home, it's, I don't want to, I talk about work all day. Yeah. It's not that I don't enjoy what I do. I, I definitely do. It's just, it's different. And I, I like that we don't have to. I guess I don't have to complain about work as much as some people. So it's like, she doesn't know what goes on all the time because there's not much to complain about all the time. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The calendar has helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could get mine. We tried it. I I mean, logged in on Amy's phone and Mm -hmm. and I was like, Hey, do you look at that calendar? No, and, but she, Amy's old school and yeah. she writes, she's got the big calendar oh. that she puts in her briefcase every day and she yeah. writes, she X outs every day. It's like, so she's got me in there, mm-hmm. but if I don't tell her, 
Like, hey, I'm going to Ohio for so the season. Yeah. She doesn't use the phone at all. No. Nothing. Yeah. No. That's tough. Yeah. So uh, I got to get her on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I just have her, like, she just has access to my calendar. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. She never makes anything. I, She'll just be like, oh, yeah, we had that birthday party. Or well, whatever. I've added things, but I forget to invite you. <laughs> so I'm still not 100% yeah. on knowing how to work it yet. Yeah. Um, what are, what's, is there any cool aspects that you like uh, about what your husband does? Do you like seeing him on TV? I do like to see him on TV. I yeah. can watch some old episodes <laughs> yeah. sometimes if I miss him. Um, I like that if we have to take a picture for something, we don't need a professional photographer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Which nice. is not very often. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, we're very, we're, I guess we're different in the fact that because like so much of what I do in the hunting side is, is you know, so public that we don't. I mean, you know, on social media, I'm not the guy that's always on there. I, w I should be for what I do as a living, you yeah. know, but we're not always posting pictures, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And that's, I like that because it's uh, just like that. We watched last night, like enjoying the moments versus like having the, you know, I feel right. like it's, today it's so easy for people to just want to share with everyone what they're doing. And yeah. we just, we yeah. enjoy not having to do that. What was the name of that movie that we watched last night? Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That's right. That's right. How many times do you think I fell asleep through it? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I thought you would, which you did enjoy. I know you did. It's yeah. like, for people who haven't seen it, it's like a, it's about a, in part a freelance photographer, yeah. you know, and it's just a cool story. Yeah. And the coolest part was, you know, spoiler alert yeah. about when he's like about to take that picture and he's like, sometimes I just like to enjoy the moment. Yeah. And taking the picture ruins it, yeah. you know, and it's awful advice for what we do. But <laughs> it's, you know, there's, there's certain things like that, that we're like, you know, like we got married, we're like, do, do we want to have a, a video? And we're like, our, our preference was no. And we don't want people taking pictures. We want people to just enjoy the moment, yeah. you know, versus like being wrapped up in the cameras being around and all that right. stuff. So it was, you know, that I do see the value and stuff like that for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, right on. Uh, any other tips or anything to Alicia? No? Yeah, if she I could know. go back in time, she probably wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have come over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I guess the biggest thing is, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to say, I know Nick wants to say thank you for, you know, especially when I come down to Ohio here, so thank you for cooking dinners for me and, and, and having me here. But, uh, you know, being the support system that you, Amy and Melissa are, because obviously we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So, yeah, she's uh, very, she's very good to us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she lets us golf whenever oh, we want. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Within reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to, uh, try to work something else out for myself. This whole thing. Just <laughs> letting you do all these things. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How can I yeah. benefit from this? Well, yeah, um, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Sounds like Amy and I need to talk. Yeah, no, maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> um, no. Well, thank you, Alicia, for joining in. Thanks for having and, me. Uh, um, yeah. 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 Nick, thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, brother. 
Hey, thanks for tuning in to another conversation here on the Film the Hunt podcast. I want to thank Nick and Alicia for sitting down with me and carrying a conversation. And I want to thank you for downloading this podcast. And if you want a chance to win a Film the Hunt uh, Richardson 112 uh, hat, all you got to do is leave a uh, rating and review and you'll be able to be entered in for that. And also you got to make sure you like us on all social media platforms uh, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. And if you're bored during this crazy time, make sure you check out all of the great free content on YouTube. And like I mentioned before in the beginning of the episode, Bedfords.com is running a promo on Sigma lenses. So if you want to take advantage of saving some some money and then saving some additional money by using the Film the Hunt discount code, make sure you head over to Bedfords.com. And we want to thank Bedfords for the support of this podcast. And uh, they are truly an awesome, awesome company. And we wouldn't be able to do this uh, without their support. So until next time, everyone, make sure you get your camera out press the record button and capture life. Cheers, everyone.